With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thanks for taking time out of your day to join me for this video. We're going to talk about my October 2020 Passive Income Report. I'm going to be showing you my revenue and profit as well as any money I spent on advertising to get my bottom line for my online e-commerce businesses including Amazon FBA, Amazon Merch, Amazon KDP, Dropship Print On Demand, and last but not least Google Ads slash Google AdSense. So if you're excited to see how I did, stay with me and we'll get started. Real quick before we get started, just wanted to make you guys aware that there are links in the description to things like a print-on-demand giveaway, free to enter, giving away almost $1,500 in prizes to two lucky winners. I've got free mini courses that you can use to start your passive income online businesses. I've got a passive income community on Facebook. I'd love to have you there if you would like to join. If you want to subscribe to my channel, I publish these income reports each month along with a lot of other uh, valuable content. I also take ideas and requests for videos. Last but not least, I am constantly working behind the scenes in my limited spare time on building out these full courses that, by the way, I mean, I'm here supporting my students throughout the day pretty much all day, uh, every day, except when I'm sleeping, via email, via the course comments, via the private uh, Facebook groups, and via Facebook Messenger. So if you're looking to get started and you want the full hand-holding experience with step-by-step tutorials in the order you need them, Know that these courses exist and I'm actively maintaining them and working to make them as good as possible. All right, let's get started with the income report. Let's get started with Amazon FBA. So I did 1,100 sales, bringing in $23,949 in revenue, of which I got to keep $6,050 as profit. My gross margin was about 25%. So you get a picture of my sales, day-to-day sales breakdown here from my sales analytics software from the uh, makers of Jungle Scout. And that is what I use to track my bottom line and track these statistics. It also helps me project when I need to reorder stuff. Uh, So here's a breakdown of my uh, sales and profitability by SKU. Now, this does not look normal. (laughs) Normally, uh, I have a little bit more going on. My numbers are actually down because I am, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it. But my best-selling brand that is kind of like easy mode profit you know, there's a certain like baseline amount of money that I know I'm going to make on a month to month basis. And it is, it's like under threat, I, I'll say by the, I don't want to say too much because it's a legal matter. You know, I had to hire a lawyer and uh, maybe I'll do a video talking about it when it's done. But I hired a guy who's like specialized. He's like an Amazon specialty lawyer. And so it's kind of like the perfect match. He actually reached out to me because of my YouTube channel, <clears throat> not knowing that I needed his help. So we're working through it, and um, in summary, I didn't do anything wrong, but the number one brick-and-mortar like retail business, like non-Amazon business that was thriving without Amazon since early 2000s, they finally got... <laughs> Man, I hope they don't watch this. I don't know how they'd figure out that it's me competing with them, but they finally got smart and realized, we need to be on Amazon. You know, they're about 20 years late, but 
now they're on Amazon and they're charging like a premium for their products, even more than I charge for mine. And I get to justify a higher price point because I've been the dominant brand on Amazon for these products. But anyways, naturally, instead of competing and uh, capitalism, letting it play out, you know, I think capitalism is like, you know, just becoming less and less of a thing here in America. Sadly, they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll just hire some crazy expensive law firm and threaten, threaten whoever owns this other brand. So they have um, essentially brought up a couple things that I'm the lawyer that I consulted with. I've actually talked to two lawyers, and that's not including the fact that my sister and my dad are lawyers. So I've consulted four lawyers, really. Uh, They all seem to think that I've got a pretty good case here, especially considering that my brand registered brand has been trademarked for over two years. And that's part of the basis for what they're trying to uh, intimidate me, you know, to disappear from Amazon uh, on. So anyways, I mean, I'm not too concerned. The only issue is that like I've got products that need to be restocked and it trickles down to my whole Amazon business. I guess I could make another video. I don't want this to talk about this forever. But with the fourth quarter, like I, there's more inventory restrictions and higher inventory storage fees on Amazon. So I don't want to like use some of my inventory uh, space on my less profitable products. So I'm kind of holding off across the board on reordering and restocking because it may be counterintuitive, but I want this primary brand to be prioritized as far as like when you create your inbound shipment, you say, I'm sending in this number of cases with this many units per case. Uh, and then they calculate how much of your inventory space that's going to use. Unfortunately, I'm like two points under the inventory score for having the unlimited space. And the dumb thing is like, maybe I should just do another video on this, honestly. And I'll show you screenshots of what Amazon says I can do to improve my inventory score. Because it literally says... The only, the only things I need improvement on are, oh, you're running low on inventory here, so it knocks my inventory score. But it's like, wait, I'm running low, but when I try to send more in, you're telling me that I have limited restockability because I'm running low. So it's like circular logic, and it's like, how do you solve it, right? So anyways, I'm, I've kind of ranted long enough about it. I'm not too worried. It's just that it's going to negatively impact my sales probably for the near future because – this other law firm still hasn't responded. It's been over two weeks and that's kind of like two weeks of me waiting now to reorder because what if I reorder and then my inventory just gets stuck because things don't work out my way, et cetera, et cetera. Is a da- this is a downside to selling on Amazon. Um, you know, I think the most common issue people run into is like patent related. This is not patent related. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not really worried. Like I said, like it should be fine, but it's just one of these things, you know, it's not something I've had to deal with yet. So I guess I was due. Uh, so as you can see, my advertising statistics month over month, my ad spend is down month over month, which is good. Uh, my sales are down $50, but my ad spends down $80 and my return on ad spend is actually up, uh, relative, like about almost 20% month over month. So as far as advertising goes, it's been a good month. Also just noting that, you know, one year ago, I was spending thousands of dollars a month on advertising and now I'm spending hundreds. And this is just something that's kind of, I I noticed at least in the niches that I'm selling in has changed to my benefit since, you know, whatever happened earlier this year with the Cerveza bug. Um, I don't know if they're related. I would assume so, but advertising has been more affordable. I think Amazon also introduced new uh, ad spots in their like search results page, for instance. So maybe because the ads are, uh, have more real estate to occupy. Maybe that helped bring down the cost because they're able to serve more of them at a time. Just thinking out loud. But anyways, that's been good. Um, that's been good and working to my favor. All right, Amazon merch. 
oh, by the way, guys, yeah, my FBA course, if you're interested, just want to make a note of this. If you're on my email list, you already knew this, but uh, we've been doing weekly live streams and going through all the lecture content as a group for five, over five, five or six weeks at this point. So if you guys are interested in that course, check it out. Um, we've been doing really well. We've got a handful of people that are going to have their new products in launched in time and received in time to capitalize on the fourth quarter sales rush. So it's really exciting. All right, Amazon merch, 717 sales, generating $13,204 in revenue. I got to keep $1,682 as my royalty on those sales. My average royalty was $2.35. I've also been pushing a lot of new products. Those of you that are subscribed, you already know I'm in tier 100,000, and I've been doing a lot of unique designs. Instead of taking like one design and pushing it to every marketplace and every product, I've been doing mainly uh, just standard t-shirts. If I like the design or the niche, I might push to standard and premium because it's almost like a hedge, you know? I'm using twice as many slots, but also at the same time, if Amazon merch like runs low, runs out of stock on certain product types, at least, you know, if they run out of standard shirts, maybe I'll have my premium shirts fill that void. We've seen that happen before in the uh, in the past, but hopefully they're able to project better and learn from what happened in the past. I think it was like 2018 when that happened. The majority of my sales came in from the U.S. market, followed by the German market in second and U.K. market in third. Uh, unless I'm selling like a really big trending shirt, I typically will not upload to the international markets. And the reason I still get some sales that trickle in in U.K. and Germany is because I did upload my original catalog of about 1,000 to something like 1,000 to 1,300 unique designs that I had made, you know, painstakingly. Uh, grinding every single day when I was doing the Amazon merch climb, I'd say from like tier 10 to tier 8,000 before I started getting into all the automation stuff. So um, I did at some point in time, like re-upload that whole catalog to the UK and uh, German markets. And most of them have fallen off due to no sales, but the ones that still live there make me a couple sales each month. All right. So, oh yeah, one interesting note. <laughs> so, and I swear this is true. I swear I would not lie about this, but I did a live stream. I do a couple live streams. I'm not live streaming every single week in my private members only groups for Amazon merch and my dropship print on demand courses, but I am doing live streams uh, every few weeks. The last one I did in my Amazon merch group, I did a completely organic research, design, upload, keyword optimization, etc. Fully transparent about everything. And my best selling shirt, <clears throat> my best selling product, and my third best selling product were both the same niche, the same exact thing that I did on that um, on that call or whatever you want to call it, live stream. I did it on Facebook, so I guess just live stream. It wasn't a call. So anyways, if anybody cares, <laughs> it worked out about as good as I could have hoped it would, would possibly work out because it was my, uh, it generated just about $180 in profit on the month for something I was just doing as a tutorial. So that worked out really well. So if you're interested, by the way, I've got all my analytics published other than my niches on my blog. I always put a link in the description to the uh, blog post here. So uh, uploads update. I'm at 74,706 of 100,000. <clears> I did experiment and I uploaded probably, oh, how many did I do? I mean, I have it written over here. I know you guys probably don't care that much, but I am pretty meticulous. I've got this like really long spreadsheet. Uh, on my side monitor here, and I took, okay, I had this one evergreen niche that I really like, and I have 1,000 unique designs in that niche times 400. Okay, so instead of just doing the standard t-shirts, 
I did uh, the standard plus, I guess, eight different, including standard, eight different product types on U.S. market. So that's 400 products, plus I did the United Kingdom, just kind of running tests here. Uh, I definitely believe that the U.S. market is where the big money is, but it's, I, I definitely see people crushing it on the international ones too, so it's not like it can't be done, but I mean, I try to stick to what I know. I live in the U.S., so. Uh, but what is that? So that's 450 times 1,000, so that's 4,500. So I'm doing mainly uploading to just standard shirts. And like I said, if I like it, like the designs or the niche or whatever, I'll do standard plus premium. But at least this was kind of a test where I took this and I occupied 4,500 slots with various product product types for this one niche that I think has big potential uh, in this fourth quarter specifically, but it's evergreen, so it should sell year-round. And depending on how it goes, I mean, look forward to the November income report, or I should start to see these sales uh, really picking up. You know, I know it's a good, I, I know it's a good niche, and I'm very confident in the design and um, how I did the, the keywords. So I'm hoping that that is going to be a big success story. I'll tell you guys about it uh, as I go. All right, drop shipped print on demand, 308 sales generated $1,566 of profit. Amazon.com, 117 sales. Amazon.co.uk, Seller Central, separate account. Uh, but since I did European FBA, I kept the account open and I sell print on demand through Printful, 16 sales. eBay, seven sales. Etsy, zero. Redbubble, 107. Spreadshirt, nine. Public 46. Teespring, zero. Zazzle, six. Society 6, 6. Since uh, Merch Titans added the integration, I do push products there. I've also got a bunch on Bonanza and Wish, but those are not going all that well. But again, I'm just doing it through Merch Titans automating uploads to Printful, so it's not anything too serious. It's just free money whenever I make a sale. It seems like I might make a sale like every other month on Bonanza or Wish. Um, all right, so here I publish my charts from Printful. They have a statistics tab, so I've got my uh, charts for my daily day-to-day sales. Uh, they do split this up by platform, so you can't see my aggregate uh, printful account sales. Otherwise, it would look nicer, look a little, like a little bit more. But this is my Amazon Seller Central account. This is my Amazon.co.uk Seller Central account. And a breakdown of my profit from the top four platforms. Amazon.com, $810 profit. Redbubble, $300. Amazon.co.uk, $160 profit. And TeePublic, about $138 uh, profit. So... Here we go. Uh, I also forgot to take a screenshot of my discount forecast, the volume discount that Printful offers. So I didn't get to show you what it actually looked like at the end of the month because you have to basically do it on the end of the month or it resets the next day. And because yesterday was, uh, what was it? It was Sunday. I did my top five niches of the week, so I didn't get the the screenshot for the volume discount. But anyways, I earned a 5% volume discount here through Printful. Also worth noting, I mean, most of you guys watch my daily videos, so you know this, but in case you just watch my big videos, like the income reports, I will just mention that, uh, you know, I, I used to spend all day, every 30 minutes or so, pushing two new products to Amazon Seller Central through Printful, and, you know, it was like almost like ingrained in my brain, like, push new products, push new products, you know, like, and I did that for like over two years, probably, just about two years lately I've been feeling less like I need to constantly be doing that uh, because again, time is money and I'm working on a lot of stuff as you guys know, but also just POD turbo is like a upload automation app or website or service, whatever you want to call it that integrates with Gearbubble. I happen to have the lifetime Gearbubble integrations that I paid $2,000 for in 2017, which was a lot of money. But like I said, I'm, I'm the type of person. If I pay $2,000 for something, I'm going to make sure I get my money back. Um, 
and yeah, so I've been using POD Turbo to automate uploads to Seller Central. It pushes 200 products a day for me. So I feel less inclined to have to push products through Printful all day manually. Uh, people have asked if you can use Merch Titans to automate uploads from Printful to Amazon. You can technically, but right now in its current state, it will throttle you because you'll end up pushing too many all at once. So and ca- I just wanted to mention that, you know, for the people that didn't catch my POD Turbo videos, I dropped one literally seven days ago where it was Monday and I was like, hmm, for, for my YouTube video today, I'll talk about literally what I did today. And what I did last week was I got about a month of uh, POD Turbo uploads done. So 200 a day times, what is it? You know, 31 days times 200, 31 times 200, 6,200 listings created on my Amazon Seller Central account. That'll be there forever. And the, like I said, the uploading is done automatically. The mock-up generation is done automatically. Um, I just use you know, some Excel wizardry to create the CSV files and I use automate POD to create the designs. So it's all pretty, um, it's pretty good streamlined workflow. Uh, There's definitely effort involved, but like I said, do, do it for one day and then move on. Don't have to worry about it for another month. So I've got a video on that. I can put it in the YouTube cards. If I remember, (laughs) sometimes I'm bad about like finding the, uh, timestamps afterwards and putting it in the cards, but you can also click my channel, go to the videos tab. It's there. I've got a couple of videos on it. All right, Amazon KDP, I did 53 sales, which brought in $99 of profit. My average royalty was $1.87 per sale. I'm really hoping that the sales pick up in November, December. A lot of the success that I had last year was, I think, related to people purchasing my books and giving them as, like, office gag gifts. You know, like, at work, you look for something to do your secret Santa. Um, My only concern is that this year, due to the Cerveza bug, um, a lot of people won't be in the office, so who knows if they'll even do the gift giving. But I think that's how I made a lot of my money last year. Honestly, I know one of my best sellers was really optimized to be given as a gift. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But one thing that I'd like to say is I had taken a break from uploading to KDP because the tool I was using to do it didn't have error handling built in to handle errors that I didn't understand at the time were actually related to the new Amazon throttling, which it's not even new anymore. Uh, but if you ever see these issues like invalid PNG or please enter a valid price or, you know, stuff like that on merch or on KDP, it's the throttling. It's that their servers have hit, received too many requests in too short of a span and whoever programmed it in was not very lenient on us. So anyways, I've worked out a new workflow and got this new tool that I'm going to talk about this week. I'm going to do a video on maybe even tomorrow that has error uh handling built in so that if you get hit by these throttling errors it will fix itself so what i've been doing and i'm just laying it all out there guys that's why you come to my youtube channel hopefully you trust me and you enjoy these tips and some of you guys can act on them but if you're trying to follow a similar workflow to me what i'm doing is i'm uploading all day through uh to to amazon merch i'm doing the the print on demand you know t-shirts and whatever uploads all day but then at night when i go to bed I queue up this uploader that I'm going to talk about and I just let it run while I'm sleeping and then the next day I wake up and it usually knocks out like about 200 rows off the spreadsheets and I have it running in three tabs at a time. So don't worry, I'll talk about it in a video this week, but it's been working great. So I'm back on track getting at least 500 books a week done. Um, I just run it three nights while I sleep and then after three nights it's run through the 500 rows. All right, so you can see I made sales in United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, Italy. What's cool about KDP is on the last, the, the third step of the three-step upload process, you can hit like a little checkbox for expanded distribution and uh, you can have it listed for sale on all these Amazon international marketplaces. 
All right, last but not least, Google Ads slash Google AdSense. I think they rebranded it as just Google Ads, but I always want to call it AdSense. So my earnings total was $5,241.57. YouTube brought in $4,912. This big website that I built in college for fun to learn how to be a web developer, it netted me $329.54 of profit just running some ads. Um, I also always do some, you know, I don't know what to call it, back channel ads where I just do direct with publishers. Um, That always makes me a couple extra hundred bucks each month too. So it's a pretty good deal just for something that was a passion project. Page views, 373,000. Ad impressions, 1.2 million. That's straight from my uh, Google. I want to call it AdSense, but it's Google Ads now. Straight from my Google Ads dashboard. So I just copy paste those statistics. If you're wondering, this is where my, uh, my estimated earnings, what they look like. Looks like at the peak, made just about 35 bucks in a day. Not bad. And here's a glimpse into my Google Analytics for the website. Google Analytics, by the way. You can add these to places like Redbubble, TeePublic, etc. Probably Teespring. Uh, YouTube revenue. So I've been trying to do the daily videos. Thank you guys that subscribe and have that bell clicked. I really do appreciate it. But you can see that uh, my estimated revenue was $4,912.03. Interesting side note. If you guys are interested in YouTube at all, something worth considering is the niche you enter for your videos. And my girlfriend was like telling me about how much money a big YouTuber makes. Uh, Jeffrey Star, if you've heard of that guy, he does like makeup videos. And... I was like, well, actually, I went and did the math, and it was like, if you remove all the, like, his own branded makeup that he sells from the equation, he was making, like, a penny per subscriber on average, and YouTube for this niche, which is, I guess, the, like, make money online niche or passive income niche, is paying, like, 13 cents per subscriber, and if you're wondering how those numbers are reached, it's this, um, the ad, ad, words platform so AdSense is for publishers AdWords is for media buyers and advertisers um, it's just like an auction system so the what they end up paying to run an ad in the middle or at the beginning of this video is determined by whoever's willing to like bid the most so in case you guys are wondering all right this video is running long sorry I keep getting on these tangents gained about 4,000 3,900 or so subscribers uh, in October which is weird like I showed you guys that video like the make money online trend as we head into the fourth quarter is trending down. So those of us that are still active and uh, really, like I said this to one of my print on demand course members just like two seconds ago before I started recording was a it's November. It's the hustle hard time. Like, you know, that's not the greatest advice ever. I know you guys already know, but in the fourth quarter, this is when we get our reward for having not given up basically all year and having been consistent about getting uploads done, getting more products listed, etc. It doesn't matter where you're pushing them to Etsy, Redbubble, Amazon, T public anywhere. Um, this is when the reward comes. So especially right now you can still be posting new products and it's that time of year. You know, this is really when you got to put your head down and take it seriously. And this is from a website called social blade. It looks like right now I've got about 44,300 subscribers. So thank you guys again. I really do appreciate it. And if you're not subscribed and you want to hit that button, I would also really appreciate that. All right, let's bring it back to the top and wrap up in October, 2020. If we bring it all together, Amazon FBA led the way $6,050 and 31 cents profit generated. Uh, Google ads came in second, $5,241.57 of profit. Amazon merch, third, $1,682.76 of profit. Dropship print on demand in fourth, $1,566.37 of profit. And Amazon KDP, $99 of profit. 
And if we add that all up, we get to the grand total of, let me see on my side monitor here, $14,640.01. So yeah, a good month. My Amazon FBA too should have been higher. You know, I'm not complaining about 6K, but you know, like I said, a little bit of legal, a uh, little bit of a legal hiccup. Let's just call it that. I'm confident I'll be past it soon. But besides that, yeah, good month. And I'm hoping November is going to be even bigger. I'm confident it will be. And then December will be the uh, cherry on top, bringing the year to a close with some really nice uh, holiday inspired sales. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching. I hope these videos help. If they do, all I ask, hit that like button and it lets the YouTube algorithm know that you like the video and it should show it to more people. And if you're not subscribed and you want to hit that big red subscribe button, that would also really be appreciated. But thank you so much, guys, for watching and I'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.